So you gave me permission to go on Instagram and TikTok and ask our lovely little slutpreneurs what they would ask you, some free legal counsel. And I have about 10 questions and we're going to kind of fast range these, but these are some of them I think are so amazing. Um, I am ready for the lightning round. Bring it on. Bring on the after dark art of lightning round. It's just hilarious to me. I get so excited over this stuff, like way more excited than the average person. All right. Question number one. Can I get arrested for shipping biohazardous materials like pee and poop to my clients? That is an incredible question. I think you have to ship it by ground. Let's see. I'm actually Googling it too, because I see there's a website called poopsenders.com, the ultimate gag gift, sweet revenge. So if there's a website that can ship animal feces, I don't see why you couldn't ship human feces, but you're right. Like I couldn't imagine giving like a package to my postman and having his car smell like shit all day. I would be careful with that. And, you know, if you're using the United States Post Office, I believe they require you to fill out a form if you're shipping biological substances and it has to be submitted by ground. So is it a like, it, does it come with a criminal charge if you're caught? I actually don't know the answer, but I can find it out really quick. Take your time. <laughs> These forms are hilarious. Like delivering dung, mailing feces is legal, state says. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's how you ship it. And just from my experience, because I have had clients request this before. And as I denied it, they would kind of coax me into how I could do it, which would be um, I think putting in some sort of airtight container and then using a sort of like airtight tape to wrap it in and then vacuum sealing it after that, shipping it overnight, different things like that, I guess. Um, and I guess the same would go for liquids. And th- my other thought was when I mailed my trash, I was told to actually wrap the bag of trash uh, about 10 or 15 times in multiple trash bags to take away the stench, which is kind of similar to poop if you have like gross foods and whatnot. And I commend the men for coming out about their trash kinks because that was probably the most fun sale I've ever done. But I myself did think like I am doing something so wrong by emptying the trash and putting it in the mail like this cannot be legal. Well, actually, it may not be illegal. So I'm on find law. And it says that as long as you're not shipping the poop to harass someone, (laughs) as long as you're not sending it with the intent to harm, whether emotionally, right, emotionally or physically harm someone, it's not illegal. So I guess you don't have to worry about being arrested. But this is crazy. This poopsenders.com, it says the ultimate gag gift, sweet revenge. So I'm curious if that's lawful, if you're using it as sweet revenge. But So they, you know, disclaimers, right? They have a disclaimer on there that it's an entertainment only. Wow. I love this. I'm learning so much. All right. Question for unlawful or harassment purposes. I believe that's their disclaimer here. So, And I'm uh, sure they, they got a legal team. I can't comment on that. 
I don't think it's I don't think it's illegal according to findlaw.com. It says as long as it's not for harassment or some other unlawful purpose, shipping poop is lawful. Great question. And I learned something too. And this is kind of a whole nother thing about shame. I know that girls or men react when a client wants that because it is such a taboo kink and a taboo porn. Uh, I know peeing on people is a little more accepted, I suppose. So if someone were to ask you this in in anything, because, you know, I talk about selling weird things on the internet all the time. And I always play around with my friends because I just think the poop thing is so funny. And I'm always like, what's your price? Like if how much would someone have to pay you to poop in a container and send it to them? Like, is it really that bad? Are you talking about like the level of taboo that selling poop or? Yeah, like, would you put a price on it? Like, is that something your brain goes to? Or is it just like, that's a hard no? Like, I'm always curious why people always say it's such a hard no. So I think it has to do with most likely disease, right? There's a lot of germs and microbes and different things in poop that's not in pee and you are more likely to get sick from handling feces than you are from handling urine, I believe, with my limited, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a doctor, I do have a a science background and just from what I understand with that, dealing with feces can be more hazardous than dealing with urine. And then like what happens if you hurt the person, especially if it's been in the mail for three days, I can only imagine how it's decomposing. It can be. Do I have a personal limit with brown showers and yellow showers and showers? Like, what's my personal <laughs> limit? It's okay. You don't have to answer that. I'm, I just, I think that's something that's wrong with me. I just at like word vomit to people sometimes. I'm like, so what do you think about shitting on people? <laughs> That's not my cup of tea. I'm not I'm not that far. I'm pretty uninhibited, but that's that that hits a level for me that I'm not that doesn't that doesn't turn doesn't into do it. switch on and for me. But I'm not everybody and everybody has different switches, right? So Right. Just because that's someone someone else's switch, I, I have no judgment. If if that's your switch, enjoy. Um it's not mine. Right. And I think as you're doing this job, talking to people with different switches, it's just so important not to kink shame. And yes, things can be funny. And I'm sitting here laughing my ass off. But at the same time, when I respond to those messages, I am being as kind and thanks, but no thanks. Um, You know, here's other things I offer. Uh, So from there, let's slide into taxes. Can you explain taxes for dancers and selling dirty items online? How the fuck am I going to tell the government I'm making money off of my slaves? Right. <laughs> well, you you can be a consultant. You can be a uh, entertainer. You know, you can be in stress management. Right? Isn't that what this is all for? Isn't the art of orgasming all a stress release? Aren't the after dark arts all about endorphins and serotonins and getting off. The whole reason why what you get off is because you feel good. Mm -hmm. I think entertainer is the best word, like you said. Stress management consultant. Is independent contractor, is that? Yes. And I don't know if they have, if the federal law, it's for taxes, you have both state and federal level, right? So I'm not sure what codes they have, and I'm not a tax attorney. 
just generally from running my own businesses is what I'm sharing. I think I know that OnlyFans will give you that uh, form at the end of the year with how much you've made. This happened to me with PayPal when I was making a lot of money on eBay. I was just taking all the money. And then at the end of the year, PayPal sent me that. Yeah, the 1099. It's legit. You're not, you know, but you still have to pay your taxes. And if you're doing it's just like being a stripper. You still have to document what you're making. There's a QuickBooks or an app that's easy for you to do it. You would just bring that in to your accountant. I know it can be uncomfortable to hand someone over a document that says OnlyFans on it, but trust me, I did it and my accountant didn't blink another or whatever the saying is, <laughs> bad as I or whatever. So I think we make it feel more awkward than it actually should be because an entertainer is just a job and you don't have to explain that any further. I think people are just scared to give that form to their accountant or they're scared to actually document how much money they're making. And it's just that simple, I think. And if you come across a professional that shames you for whatever you're doing, go find another professional. That one is not the right professional for you. They're not going to have interests at heart in anyone that you hire to represent you in any matter, whether it's making sure that you don't pay the government more than you have to in taxes or procuring your rights or enforcing your rights. If you're the professional that you're hiring makes you feel uncomfortable with what you're doing, go find another one. Yes. Or call mama and I will bring a baseball bat. There you go. And <laughs> with the taxes too, that you're keeping track of all of your expenses, because if you're 1099, you are self-employed and you can deduct all kinds of things that you cannot when you are an employee of uh, a company. You know, if you are an employee of the strip club, like a waitress, and they give you a W-2 at the end of the year, you can't deduct all kinds of things that you can if you're self-employed and you get a 1099 at the end of the year. So it's really important that you at least when you first start out, consult with a CPA that can teach you the differences and the receipts that you should be keeping because you can deduct your car, your cell phone bill, your miles that you're traveling, depending on what your job is, right? Meals out, if you're buying meals for promotional purposes, uh, travel, all kinds of things. So I recently had a meeting with my accountant and he was like, okay, so you're bringing in this much on OnlyFans. We need to uh, not create an LLC, but you need to uh, start a corporation, like an entertainment corporation to separate these funds because you don't want someone coming after your whole business because of OnlyFans and taking down all the other businesses. And I was like, okay, smart. And then just like you said, we started talking about deductibles. And I was like, wait, my hair and makeup? wait, my, my lingerie, my pedicures, my sex toys, my hotel expenses, cameras. Like I was like wet walking out of there because that's just so cool. <laughs> Let's just admit that's like the coolest thing. Your phone, your multiple phones. If you're an entertainer and after dark entertainer have multiple phones. Yes. I thank the God for saying that. All can come off your taxes. You don't have to pay income tax on those expenses. There's a lot. And so it's worth paying the, the few hundred dollars that you might pay your first year to talk to a, a CPA and have them set out. Keep these receipts, track these expenses because they all come off. Okay. And I use, a lot of people ask what I use because I don't use QuickBooks, but I use GoDaddy Bookkeeping 
I think it's like $50 a year, maybe $100 a year, but it syncs all my credit cards, all my bank accounts, and I can go in there and just categorize the fuck out of everything, give my CPA the login info, and he does his magic. It's that easy. And I'm running three businesses, now an entertainment corporation, and if I can do all that, anyone else can. So that's what I would recommend. I know you mentioned that a professional should never shame you. And someone did ask how would I find a lawyer that will not shame me or any legal help or CPA that they can trust? Friends uh, asking, you know, others in the industry who they're using, because if they're using someone, they're probably not being shamed by that person. Personal referrals are typically the way most people get the information. When you have your initial consult or talk with the professional, just what what vibe are you getting? Typically people in this industry can read other people really well. And so if you get you get a vibe that doesn't jive with your vibe, move on. Find someone else. You'll find someone. Just keep trying. Can my kids be taken away from me if a family member finds out and calls Child Protective Services that I'm doing OnlyFans? It depends on if you're putting your kids in danger or not. So if you are showing your kids on OnlyFans, I could see the family and child services having an issue with that because child pornography is federally regulated along with state levels. There is a a huge crackdown going on on protecting the under-18s. Well, If you send your kids away when you're filming and you send them over to grandma's or a friend's house or something, and they're not even in the same house, apartment, hotel, wherever you're filming, I would say no. I think that would be a good alibi to have, too. If someone did take you to court, your neighbor could testify and say they watch the kids or something like that. I don't know. I agree. Yes. So the answer is maybe if it looks like you're putting your kids in danger, And by putting them in danger, meaning letting them be close to the adult activities that are happening, or if you're showing them on OnlyFans, I could see the states and the federal government having an issue with that. But generally, it should be no. They cannot take your kids away because being an adult entertainer is not illegal. Mm -hmm. And someone asked a similar question. Could my ex use it in court to help take the kids? Like, I'm wondering if they're thinking, is that an argument that he has to say, well, their mom is in the adult industry and we don't want three-year-old Jenny to see a titty out in the kitchen or something. (laughs) And it's the same, similar answer. Again, it depends on how you're operating your business. And as long as you're operating your business separate from your being a mom, and there's no chance, you know, that the kids are going to be hurt in some way by your business. A judge should not rule that you are unfit just because you're in it after dark art person. Well said. Uh, This person asked, what are the legalities if your employer finds out about it and uses it for grounds of termination, uh, being a sex worker? Okay. I think that goes around like, is that breaking a discrimination law? In my head, I'm thinking, does there have to be a clause in the employment contract that says if you're an adult entertainer, we can fire you at the drop of a hat? No, (laughs) this area of law is, it's well-defined and gray at the same time. And again, I'm not an employment lawyer, but from what I understand, you know, every employer 
has the right to protect their own business. And most... Don't let spring cleaning fool you. There's always space to add a little extra something in the bedroom. And it's no secret that consuming a little THC can help set the mood. However, getting that right strain and dosage can be difficult. That's why we're thankful for today's sponsor, Via. Vaya has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. We're talking about pairing aphrodisiac herbs with a mild amount of THC. Their best-selling High Love gummy will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. Vaya also offers a wide array of other gummies with and without THC. And the best part, Via legally ships to all 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. No medical card required. So if you're 21 and up, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning dreams, THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code. Try Via Hemp with code goddess at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. So when I take out a new toy for my collection and I'm having some, you know, self-love time, I like to really elevate the mood with high love. When I'm getting aroused, my blood flow is already peaking and the gummies just totally enhance my sensations to the next level. Sometimes after a long day of work, it's just hard to relax, especially if I can't mentally get there. And I feel like us girlies really need to mentally stimulate ourselves when we're trying to orgasm. So personally, chewing a little gummy like High Love sets me in such a mellow, relaxed mood that I can actually focus and enjoy myself and have a well-deserved experience. I also really like that the products range from two milligrams to 50 milligrams. Look, I always share my party favors with my friends and some of them just can't hang all the way sometimes. So I like the low dose so that they can still get a mild effect, especially if you or their body just isn't really accustomed to the ingredients just yet. So I love that you can kind of microdose or enjoy more of the potent effects. So let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dreams gummies. 21 and up only. And that is viahemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code goddess at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Now back to the show. Employment is at will, right? So either side, you can quit anytime you want and they can fire you for anything they want as long as it's not discrimination, you know, based on a regulated, a constitutional class of citizens. So age, alienage, gender. If your employer finds out that you are an after dark artist and they want to let you go, they can. And that's because they can regulate and govern and work to protect the inner workings of their company. And if other employees find out that you are an after dark entertainer or artist, uh, and then there's a lot of buzz about it at the company, it's reducing productivity of the company. Okay. So it's would be a hard fight to seek damages if they were to fire you because of that? 
I think so. I think it would be a losing fight. That's just another great point before you dive into something that looks like, you know, dandelions and rainbows that you have to consider the risks now and the risks down the road and the potential uncomfortable conversations that could happen that you may not be prepared for. Uh, So moving on. Next question, the domination contracts, how can I safely blackmail my slave? So there is something called financial domination and subs or slaves, uh, as they call themselves, enjoy being blackmailed. So this could be along the lines of you getting their credit card information, their address, their wife's Facebook and constantly pestering your sub saying, if you don't send me $100, I'm going to send your wife pictures of your dick that you sent me. It's can get very interesting, to say the least. And I've been approached to blackmail someone before, and I just completely wasn't comfortable with it because it definitely feels illegal. But they are consenting to you to do this to them for their pleasure. So I'm wondering if she says domination contract, perhaps this is a contract she has the sub sign, perhaps in my head, can you, should you discuss these boundaries at the beginning so that they are very cut and clear that, so that you don't go over the edge? I definitely think the contract should be unambiguous and all parts of the arrangement should be fully set out. You know, contracting for sex is not allowed. It's it's a real gray area. Contracting for entertainment services is allowed. With the the financial domination, so for in order for it to be extortion, there has to be an intent to harm, meaning that the other side actually has to believe that their life is in danger or they're going to be hurt in some way. And if you have prepared an entertainment agreement prior to this, I can't see how a claim for extortion would win because it's all role playing and you knew it going in. That makes it seem like a lot more sense. And it is such a gray area because it's like asking someone to do something illegal to you, but giving them consent to it just it's, I feel like it definitely takes a strong person who needs to know their rights to embark on that instead of going in that just blindly. I wouldn't advise that. So contract law is a state issue. So every state is going to have different rules on what they're going to allow in contract, in contract form. And so uh, I would definitely dig down into your state statutes and see what it says about this. We know that no one can contract to kill someone else, right? Like murder for hire is absolutely wrong no matter what. Would a role play murder scenario work? No, because someone's not really going to die. Gotcha. Okay, so what if I'm webcamming, I'm live streaming, and there are people in the comments telling me I need to kill myself? Is there any legal grounds there for just talking to a model in that way? Because this kind of behavior is just very common. Because, like you said, people can think bad thoughts and illegal things all day long. And when you're on the internet, a lot of these clients who aren't paying you, they're just there to get off by making girls cry. And it's a, it's a really sad thing. And I, some days I'm like, why can't I just, you know, I can mute the person, but it's 
can be really frustrating and hurtful when it's happening over and over and over. So there's for a criminal charge, there is no criminal charge for someone telling you that they think you should kill yourself. Like bullying, basically. That does fall more into a bullying statute than anything else. If they made a, a threat that said, I'm going to be at your house tonight with a knife, then that would be criminal assault because it, there's an imminent threat. You know when it's going to happen. And there was, you know, threat for bodily harm for someone telling you that they think that, that you should kill yourself. I, I don't see I don't think that rises to an assault charge or. Gotcha. Well, the last question uh, from the fans is, is a lawyer necessary to send a cease and desist letter or pursue something? No, it's not. You can send it on your own. You do pack a more powerful punch if you've got someone signing it with an ESQ behind their name. Okay, good to know. Um, Let's see. Can, (laughs) this is interesting. Can lawyers make OnlyFans? Yes. As long as we're not promoting our law firm that way, there's no ethical issue. Especially if you own the law firm. (laughs) Well, but we are governed, every attorney, every barred attorney is governed by an ethics board of their state. And I'm also governed by one federally at the patent office because I'm registered with the patent office as well. So I'm barred in Illinois and I'm barred at the United States Patent Trademark Office for the patents. I've got two sets of ethical governing bodies that I have to abide by their rules. I remember learning in law school that there was a a gorgeous attorney who had a boob job and she had done some really kind of sexy pictures of herself to promote her law firm. She was in very tight fitted clothing and she was fit. She was beautiful. And someone raised an ethical issue against her for using her body to promote her law firm. And I think they slapped her wrist for it. So as long as I'm not on OnlyFans promoting my law firm, I don't think there's an issue. Uh, Okay. I, I like that. You see all the comments I get from people saying, you're selling your DNA. Someone's going to clone you. Someone's going to put your hair at a crime scene. It's, People are extremely worried that I'm going to get arrested for selling my spit to old men who masturbate with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right. You weren't ready for that one, were you? <laughs> Let's say that happens and the old man takes your spit and goes and murders somebody and then puts your spit at the crime scene. Like the little bottle just sits it right next to the murder victim. First, do you have a bill of sale for that bottle? So, like, you know, would you be hauled in to the police station and questioned? Probably. Would they actually bring charges against you? Not likely. If they brought charges against you for it, like, well, we found your spit. And uh, so we're, you know, we're arresting you and going to charge you with the murder of this person. Would, would they win? Probably not because you have the bill of sale for the spit. And most likely you were actually somewhere else. Uh, when that Mm -hmm. person was murdered and it would probably be pretty easy to show. Yeah. Especially with all the technology, I think my phone and my alibis are going to make it clear that I wasn't in another state putting, laying bottles of my spit around crimes. So if I think if that's stopping you from pursuing your dreams of and careers of selling spit and panties, then, uh, then maybe it's, it's just not for you if you're a little too worried about things like that. 
So I wanted to take this to the end and discuss long-term down the road. Can you remove content from the internet permanently? You know, what if God sends you a sign and says you no longer can do OnlyFans and you are going to become a beautiful monk somewhere, but you must get all the content off the internet first or who knows what, you know, you get wifed up and have kids and you decide that you didn't like the decision you made or you want to go to school for something and you can't do the yada, yada, yada. The reasons go on and on, which I'm sure people experience. What can you do down the road legally to erase a sexual career online or any sort of permanency that is out there in the interwebs? So you can never get rid of it completely because the data is going to exist in bits and it's going to exist in in backups from all the platforms and you know it's going to exist through in the Google servers and in the the OnlyFans servers and the Instagram servers it's it's going to exist. What you can do is work to take it away so that it doesn't pop up when someone does a search for your name. Mm-hmm. And I believe if you reach out to Google, not only do they have the DMCA, but you can fill out a very tedious form to get it removed from search results. It may not be removed, but it'll get removed from search results. Yes. And you can control where your content goes. So if you make sure that you're on a limited number of platforms, then those platforms are the ones that you only have to worry about. If you find someone has stolen your content and shared it somewhere else, you follow the same path that we talked about before with the DMCA. Uh, Take down notices, you get them to take it down, you send a cease and desist. Can you ever completely erase yourself from the internet? No. Can you do a lot to get rid of the the majority of it. Yeah. And you mentioned something when we were on the phone the other day, you said in this job, you are sacrificing privacy to your body. And I think that's something, it's almost like a mantra that you need to remind yourself of. Like I choose to be naked. I choose to allow the viewing of my flesh and I embrace it and I don't give a fuck and I don't care who finds out or who knows because I love my life and I choose to do this and this is my job, it's my power and it's nobody else's. So just something to kind of reiterate when you're making these decisions that are uncomfortable and vulnerable is that you are choosing to make this sacrifice. Now, five years from now, 25 years from now, there is a permanency to it. And that's why the strong survive in this industry. And if, if you can, then you get to reap the beautiful benefits. <laughs> yeah. So you're exchange- that's what you're exchanging. You're exchange- exchanging your privacy for money. And some people may be fine with that now and maybe not in 10 years. Some people may be fine with it forever. And that's just something that each person has to reckon with and understand that once it goes up online, it's online forever. Just think of it that way. There are things you can do to remove some of it, but generally it's online forever for the normal person. Now, could someone hire a lawyer and spend an enormous amount of money for the lawyer to hunt down any trace of things and to really push to get things removed if it's something you feel incapable of of doing? And just side note, you can always Google your usernames on different platforms. You can 
do um like the Google notification. I think like famous people do that. So whenever something shows up on Google, they'll get notified. So sometimes like I'll go on Pornhub and search certain terms to make sure no one's, you know, been putting my content up there. Um, so that's something you can kind of do on the back end every once in a while just to make sure if you need to file a, a DMCA. But what would you suggest about hiring someone to help with that? Yeah, you can f- hire a private investigator to do that. There that focus and specialize in the digital realm. You can hire a hacker. There's all kinds of hack. They know how to do it in the background so they can run a quick search and erase everything they can. There are some softwares out there. I don't know how great they are. You can hire an attorney that's knowledgeable in this area. There's a lot of things that you can do if you're willing to pay for it. I like that. I feel like there has to be some industries or a company that specializes in that. There has to be, especially for girls on my free cams, because it's a consistent problem that these sites in Europe and Spain or whatever country live streaming the streams at the same time and just recording them and selling them. And it's just, it's a huge problem. It's, you know, stolen property. So, but we will fight for our rights and the knowledge from this episode is going to save some time and money. I am sure of it. I'm so, so grateful you reached out to me. I just almost peed my pants when I read your message. So thank you for coming on the show. And I'd love for you to tell everyone your socials so that we can continue to reap the benefits of what you've learned and to help our community and just show our appreciation in return. I am so grateful. Thank you for letting me be a uh, guest on your podcast. I, a dream of mine is to help everybody level up and be at the same level of understanding of their yes. legal rights as everyone else is. You can find me on basically every social platform except Snapchat. I'm not on that one because <laughs> I don't understand it. So, uh, but you can find me everywhere. You can find me on TikTok at Braun Law. You can find me on Facebook at Braun IP Law. I is an intellectual, P is in property. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Law Braun. You can find me on Instagram. I think it's Braun.law. If you just stick in Jeanette Braun in the internet, you'll find me. Okay, so that's B R A. It's B R A U N, like the color brown in German. Wow, that's sexy. Isn't it? Well, thank you again. Is there anything else you want to leave the slutchpreneurs with? Rock on, ladies and gents. <laughs> ladies and gents, rock on. All right, everyone, go make that money. And thanks again. We'll see you on the next episode, everybody. Bye bye. 